0: Hello and welcome back to Moments with Moni. I'm so glad you're here. You know, after last week's podcast, the section on herbs for health, I was able to use my own information. Kind of came down with the sniffles and was dizzy. So I grabbed my oil of oregano and elderberry and mullein and took care of it. So I missed out on Bible study, but that's okay. I stayed home and I didn't share, and that's what's important right now, right? Instead of spending time creating a podcast, or all the notes that I use for it, I spent some time listening to podcasts. Since I was dizzy, it was nice to be able to just listen instead of read my Bible. So I was listening to a few podcasts by Albert Moeller, Tim Mackey, and Chuck Misler, and a few others. I also had some time to check my Twitter feed, and I was asked a question online by Eric Nevins, the host of the podcast Halfway There. He also has a Facebook page. Anyway, he asked me about my spiritual background, and I thought, you know, I need to share that with you, my listeners. I was born into a Lutheran home. Both my parents were Lutheran. I remember going to church with them with my little hat on and my gloves and my pretty dress and my black patent leather shoes. And I remembered that we were to stand up and sit down and kneel on the padded bar in front of us. Words that we were supposed to respond with were inside the hymnal. So after the pastor spoke, we would all read what we were supposed to say. It was fun going to church on Christmas and Easter and special occasions, but at the age of 10, my dad died. He had been sick for a while, and mom had four of us children at home, so it was difficult for her to get us all to church. Thankfully, a school friend of mine had a dad who was the bus driver for a church in the area. Now this church was a little different. It wasn't Lutheran. It was a Southern Baptist type church and they had vacation Bible school and Bible drills and lots of fun. If we loaded the bus, invited enough friends, they took us all out to ice cream. It was completely different than the one I was just a part of. So on Sunday, mom would put all four of us on the bus And then she would go get our dad from the nursing home and bring him home. And by the time we got back, we got to spend the afternoon with him. During my time at Grace Baptist, I uh, went to one of their vacation Bible schools. And it was missionary focused. I was so intrigued by... The Africans who slept on a piece of wood for a pillow, and by those from, I believe it was India or Asia somewhere, who asked for prayer. That's all they wanted from you was to pray for them. And during this time of Vacation Bible School, they told us stories right out of the Bible about David and Goliath and. Jesus and Moses and Noah and all these things were flooding into my brain, things I had never heard before. But it didn't stop there. The things they were telling me sunk deeper and deeper inside of me that week. I came to realize that I needed Jesus, that he died on a cross for me because I was a sinner, I went to my teacher that day and told her what happened inside of me. They sent me home with a Bible and asked me to read it. I couldn't wait to get home and tell my mom and dad all about Jesus. I remember taking the Bible under the sheets at night with a flashlight to read it. And I don't know why, but the very first book that I read was the one at the end. It was called Revelation. It was filled with exciting and scary things. Shortly after that, my dad died. At this time in my life as a child, I felt all alone. My mom was there, and she had to raise four kids on her own. I was the oldest of four. I was only 10 years old, and the youngest was an infant. As the oldest, I was expected to help. We were so busy trying to take care of everything that I felt alone. So the reading time under the sheets with a flashlight changed to crying time. There was a summer school teacher who recognized the pain in my eyes and she sewed a stuffed cat for me at that time. And I clung to that thing at night and I cried myself to sleep every night. I don't know where you are at right now, where you're listening to this, whether in the house, on a boat, in a car, in the office, all alone or with others. As I share this story, I am in North Idaho, but the world has become so small because of technology that you could be on the other side of the world, over in Germany or Russia or Israel or Egypt or right next door. But I know that we can all identify with a sleepless night filled with tears. As a child, the only safe place I felt that I could express my emotions and my thoughts was in bed, at night, alone, with that cat in my arms, talking to, actually just crying out to the God of the Bible that I had just met in that book and through Vacation Bible School just a month ago. The season of stifling my sobbing and screams of why into my pillow seemed to go on forever. Why, God, why would you allow this? Why? Why did this have to happen? Why? I don't remember ever getting an answer to why this happened. But after a long season of crying out why, all of a sudden one night my heart changed and the why switched to, okay, what now? Along with that came the realization of the safe place of my life changing from my pillow to a conversation and relationship with God. Mom wasn't sending us to church anymore, but now I felt like I wasn't alone anymore. That was way too many years ago to even think about how long ago that was. But if you find yourself in a similar situation in lots of pain and sorrow and heartache, just know there is someone that will talk with you and listen to you and he's available anytime. Open up your Bible and the words on those pages will speak to your heart and listen for his still small voice. We can hear his voice when we read the Bible. I'm gonna read to you from Psalm 116. If you take a Bible and open it just to the center, you'll find the book of Psalms. I'll read 116, verses one to nine. It says, I love the Lord because he hears my voice and my prayer for mercy because he bends down to listen. I will pray as long as I have breath. Death wrapped its ropes around me. The terrors of the grave overtook me. I saw only trouble and sorrow. Then I called on the name of the Lord. Please, Lord, save me. How kind the Lord is, how good he is. So merciful, this God of ours. The Lord protects those of childlike faith. I was facing death and he saved me. Let my soul be at rest again. For the Lord has been good to me. He has saved me from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling. And so I walk in the Lord's presence as I live here on earth. Wherever you are at and whatever you're going through, know that I'm praying for you right now because I know that God can reach down and touch your heart and your life right where you're at. Go ahead. You can pray too. It's just talking and listening to God. His answer may not be exactly what we want it to be, but know that He loves you more than anyone else can, and He's going to take good care of you, and you can trust Him.